my dear friends, I am so excited to be here with you today. And I'm excited to be with you. Last time we were together, we uh, let our friends know that our ministries are Shine On and Words to Inspire. So we want you to shine on with Words to Inspire from God's Word. Cindy, our first episode was, What Did Jesus Say? And I love those words because we are in times where we need to know what to do, how to act, and what to say, and who better than to turn to than the author and perfecter of our faith. Absolutely, and we, we looked uh, closely, uh, but not thoroughly, just closely, at uh, that scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The second part of that verse kind of flows out of the first, but I think sometimes we try and get that second part in order before we have the first part in order. Mm -hmm. So we learned a lot. You can go back and listen to that episode. That's episode one, Sodi episode one on words to inspire, encouraging others through God's word. So today we're going to look at something else that Jesus said. What did Jesus say, Cindy, in Luke chapter nine, verse 22 and 23? Well, that's one of my favorite pieces of scripture, mm -hmm. Ruth. In fact, it was actually my scripture for last year. And in Luke 9, verse 23, Jesus says, If anyone comes after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Oh, you mean that this Christianity following Christ means we have to deny ourselves, Cindy? Come on, that's not the world we live in. The world we live in is all about pleasure and all about making money. And, and me. And me, 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 and self-help and all of that kind of stuff. Making myself better. I would be inclined to share with you, Ruth, that when we take up our cross, we are probably going to see suffering. And I, and I do want to say that one thing I often say is, and remind myself is that as Christians, we are not called to be comfortable all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really a fallacy that somehow we've absorbed into the Christian culture sometimes that everything will be fine once we become mm -hmm. a Christian. But you know, the verse before what you just read, the 22nd verse, Jesus is talking to to and making warnings and uh, trying to let the disciples know. Mm -hmm. Here's what he says. These, this is what Jesus said. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Now, and then, if anyone would take their cross. Now, all of the disciples were confused by a lot of the things that Jesus said. Mm -hmm. But as they got to know him better, mm -hmm. and even after he left, they all died martyrs' deaths. Absolutely. And did you hear the two words there that went hand in hand? Suffering and rejection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody who hasn't experienced either one of those mm -hmm. many times in their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, and, and so if we could just listen to those words of Jesus that, that um, are spoken, in this world you're going to have tribulations, yes. but fear not, I have I've overcome, overcome the, the world. world. <laughs> and so, but the suffering is not fun, no. but, you know, if you look at James, 
the first uh, few verses of the first chapter of James. Have you got Absolutely. it there? Absolutely. Cindy, I think mm-hmm. it would be good because this is how we are to respond to suffering, which uh, may not come quite naturally. And James tells us to consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of any kind, mm-hmm. because trials, trials will produce perseverance. Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of any kind, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Hmm. So when we come across these challenges, and we've had many over the past year, year as, as a globe, uh, as a world community, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not going to end. You know, uh, we've been promised that we're going to have tribulations. It's a promise that many of us didn't want to listen and to. And we don't still like to listen to. But that's the truth. God's yes. word. We will face tribulation. Why is that? If we didn't have tribulation, would we need to rely on Jesus? That's a very good point. So, Cindy, let's get a little personal here. You've had some physical suffering in your life. Absolutely. Suffering that most of us will never even come close to experience. Now, you are an amazing woman, and you've come through the fiery furnace. Mm -hmm. And we would never have wanted any of this to come upon you. Uh, your, your story is in your book, published, Shine On. I encourage every one of you, if you have not read Cindy's Shine On story, you need to purchase it because you need to know that even with the loss of hands and feet, hip replacements, surgeries, and more suffering. Now, this is the physical suffering, and I wanted to bring that out, Cindy, because you are the one person that I know today that truly has come through the other side and there's still a side that you're persevering through. Yeah. So speak to our friends today a little bit about the physical suffering that you've endured. You know, Ruth, I don't often talk about the physical suffering and, and the depth of um, pain that went on um, at the same time as my heart being completely torn apart when I found out that with with two children and a five-year-old daughter and a three-month-old son that I had lost my limbs in um, an effort to save my life. The doctors had to amputate them and there was an, an immense spiritual pain, but there was physical pain, physical pain that, that it, it's hard to describe things such, I was missing part of my leg, um, not just missing the feet, but on one of my legs where flesh eating had taken effect, I was completely um, missing a whole section of it. I lost 35 to 40% of that leg and the nerve endings would just be completely raw. The amount of medication they could give me for pain could not meet the threshold that I was seeing. And it didn't end. I mean, there's pain. I've learned as an amputee, there's pain every day and we learn to walk through it. Um, but, but the suffering really, if I had not have suffered, I can't help but wonder if I would not have found Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think any of us can really grasp quite the suffering that it takes even now. It's 10 years in, am I correct? Mm -hmm. 10 years into your journey. Liam, your son that was three months old when you lost your limbs, is now 10. And so that's our kind of our little uh, chart to help me remember at least (laughs) that it was 10 years ago. And yet there's still physical pains, Cindy. I've known you now for quite a few years and you go through periods of very deep suffering physically. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, there's still wounds. There's still um, times when um, every step hurts, uh, dramatically hurts. And, uh, and you know, my whole life before I knew Jesus, I would look for ways to stand up on my own. But what this has taught me is that I don't have to stand on my own. He, he can stand for me. I can lean into him. He can take those burdens and he can carry me. And, and that's, you know, what Jesus calls to us. Come to me, all you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will give you rest. I will yeah. take your load upon my shoulders and I will give you rest. Wow. What an experience that you have gone through. And then you kind of skip right on to, uh, the other side, and yet I wanted to take a few moments because your physical suffering has been so great and ongoing, and I don't want to minimize that at all because the call that Christ gave to his disciples and to each of us is to deny ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I have also witnessed, not personally, but through the news of others that have had a similar experience to you who became very bitter at their suffering. Mm-hmm. Why Why has it been different for you? Well, Jesus makes everything different, <laughs> doesn't he? And when we, when, and you know, we are called to be servants of the Lord. And, and when we recognize that we're called, to, the, the direct translation of the word servant can also be bond servant or slave. Duklos, I think, is the proper word um, in Greek. And when you think about that, that means that you are prepared to give away all for him, just as he gave away all for you. That's what he did on the cross. He gave it all for us. And when we love him so deeply, we're prepared to do that. So when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, well, he died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for my sins. Mm. He died for your sins. He mm-hmm. suffered. I mean, we're talking suffering that that is absolutely incomprehensible at the hands of Roman soldiers and at the hands of those who those who tortured him before he died and before he was crucified. Yes, and he did that for you and for me. And so we're talking about the suffering that comes by being a disciple, mm-hmm. a Christ follower. And you see, so so many times we hear the people talking about how how much it is a crutch to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, it's a call to suffering. And I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings because this is what God's Word tells me. And I don't think that we have fully grasped that. But I want to ask you a little bit about the mental suffering that you have been through because that's been another aspect of your life that has been deep suffering. So can you share a little bit about that? 
You know, there's commonly a time where I can wake up in the morning and recognize that my day is not easy. Every step I take is very difficult without hands and feet. And it's a lot of work to make food for my family and, and to do so many things that we take for granted, I took for granted before. And there's mornings when I can feel that darkness creep up upon me. It's not just mornings. Having been through any type of loss, we know that it's a wave that comes yeah. and goes when we, we go through grief. And I certainly have had my share of waves at what I lost, relationships with my children, relationships, um, memories that I couldn't create because I wasn't there or I didn't have hands and feet to put me there or the things I had to concentrate on learning instead of actually being in the moment. Um, there's so much loss there. And that grief can come like like a snake and try to wrap itself around you and coil around you so that you can't breathe. But you know, God's word tells us that all we have to do is be thankful and in prayer. Philippians, a friend of ours says, Philippians 4, 6, it, do not be anxious about anything and all things with prayer and supplication, bring it before the Lord and, um, and he will give you the peace. And it reminds me as you're sharing your story about the story of the, the three Hebrew boys that were in the fiery furnace. Mm. The fiery furnace was heated seven times. So it was the maximum heat that could come from a furnace. Mm. A heat so, so hot, so fiery that those that put him in fell dead. Yeah. And yet, and in the yet, fire who was with them. And that's the beauty of suffering. And uh, you're right. I said that the beauty of suffering. See, we're so afraid to suffer. We're so afraid of that pain, but you know, it's in that pain, in that moment of suffering that we draw closest to Jesus because he's the one who suffered on the cross. And when we suffer with him, wow, that closeness is beyond what we can hope for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're saying all of this is, it's just rolling out of your mouth, Cindy. But let's be very conscious of the fact that we all have a choice. Mm -hmm. We can be bitter or we can be better. Mm -hmm. It's our choice. And when difficulties come, rejoice in always, Philippians 4 says, rejoice also, Re rejoice um I think he repeats it in Philippians 4, verse 4. Uh, is that the scripture where he repeats it twice? Rejoice yeah. rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I love singing that. <laughs> Let your reason reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving in your heart. Make your request be known to God. And when we're sitting in that point of suffering, there are there is always a moment of thanksgiving. There is always some kind of place where you can meet Jesus in that suffering, if not one or several places, where you can just reach out and meet him. Mm, the last part of that, and the peace of God, mm. which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes. This is after the rejoicing. And uh, your suffering, Cindy, is a, a, a witness and a testimony to the glory of God in your life. And I know that you've got a favorite verse, Philippians 4, verse 13. Let's hear that right now. Which is, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. But what I love about that verse is what 
precedes it. You know, Paul talks about um, what he has learned in Philippians, and we can glean so much from it. Paul says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Contentment. Now that is difficult. I know how to be brought low, he says, and I know how to abound. In any other circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things, whether it's plenty or hunger, abundance in need in Christ who gives me strength. Now, let's not be over the top, um, super religious, super spiritual here. You know, I have suffered from migraine headaches since I was four. When I get in that state where I can't see and everything's blurry and my right side is kind of uh, numb, it, it's, it's, um, I'm not really content. No. And I'm striving for ways to relieve this. And so we're not coming to you unaware that suffering is real. It hurts. And it hurts. And that we don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. Let's face it. That's right. But it's this pushing through. I think pushing through is a good word. It's the birthing of a baby and (laughs) that, that, that final push, which brings us into total victory because of what God will do because we've been willing to share in his suffering. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about suffering, another kind of suffering. We suffer when we watch things happen Mm -hmm. in the world. When we watch deaths, when we watch brutality, when we watch human trafficking, abortion, we suffer, we grieve. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm loving the book of Nehemiah as I get to really know his character and to know that he pushed through negativity. He pushed yeah. through suffering. He pushed through those that came against him. So many obstacles. Out. It was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And not only did he have the enemy from without, and then all of a sudden his Jewish brothers and sisters came against him. So that's almost like the suffering that comes in the body of Christ when, when we don't agree with each other. Yeah. And it causes dissension, and there's there's a bitterness between an unforgiveness and between sister, yeah. brother and sister, which breaks the heart of God. By the way, oh, the forgiveness that we need to show, and it is very hard to show forgiveness these days. I think we're all challenged with being hurt over and over again because of who we follow and. You know, God calls us to forgive, to not just say the words, to, to, but to believe in the words that we say and mm-hmm. to do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is not easy, especially when you've suffered. Forgiveness and suffering come together quite strongly, don't they? Uh, yes, they do. And, and I know personally uh, from, from what's gone on in our world and the lockdowns and the mask mm-hmm. wearing and all the division over that. And I know that there's been shaming uh, of, of people that aren't able to wear masks. I know there's been great suffering mm-hmm. of beautiful people that, that have been shamed and told that they don't love somebody. And they have been put into this category of a, a poor Christ follower, for whatever reason. We're not here to debate the, the uh, reasons for all of this, but I do want to encourage those of you who have been shamed and told that you do not love your neighbor, 
during this time, I believe that you need a little hug. Mm -hmm. Because in no way does wearing a mask determine your love for your, for your neighbor. It does not. Your love for Jesus Christ is what gives you, and his love for you is what gives you worth and value. A feeling that you are a less than perfect yeah. Christian or believer. And uh, do not allow that to happen to you. Do not allow those attacks to come into your mind. If you are loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, God is pleased. Jesus he knows our hearts. He knows our hearts. And nobody can see inside your heart. Can't even see your smiles these days. <laughs> <laughs> so suffering is something that brings us perseverance. It brings us the chance to learn about Jesus. And it brings us the chance to grow closer to Jesus. It absolutely does. And it brings to, to the world a picture that we are different, that we can come through and be so confident of who we are in Christ Jesus because we have suffered with him many different kinds of suffering. But we can stand tall in confidence that nothing in this world can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus through our suffering. Let's walk beside those that are suffering so here is the thing. Romans 8, verse 35, two verses in Romans 8. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution? Believers in Jesus Christ, you're going to be persecuted more and more as the day of Jesus' return for his bride in the rapture not the second coming, but in the rapture. You're going to be persecuted. But it's preparing your heart for your bridegroom. Mm -hmm. Let's go back. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now, in all these things, we are more than conquerors mm -hmm. through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ, Christ Jesus, Jesus, our Lord. So, my friends, Cindy has a takeaway for you today. Something to hold on to. My favorite words that Jesus said. What did Jesus say? He said, abide in me. In John 15, verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, when we're suffering, remember who we abide in. Remember who you abide in. And hear the words of Jesus. Abide in me. I am the vine. 
and you are the branches. Mm, mm. And Cindy, as we think about abiding in him and the great love he has for us, may everything we do show the love of Jesus Christ. Because without love, we're just sounding brass and tinking cymbal. Let's shine that love. Let's shine that love. Goodbye, friends. See you next time. Join us again next time. <laughs>